Hafid Day, welcome back to Boca Talks. We are a podcast on the KOAM Podcast Network. Uh, you can catch us on different platforms, right? Um, Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud, uh, whatever platform we're on, catch us there. Um, we are a podcast that focuses on bringing real life experiences, uh, tying them into local experiences, and just making health, nutrition, fitness, making that fun for everybody. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, today I have a special guest, Josh Dunn. Uh, can you tell us a little about yourself, sir? Okay. Uh, my name is Joshua Dunn. I am a Yappies Irishman. Yappies Irishman. Yep. Irish. Uh, well, I'm, I'm married to a Chamorro, so, and I grew up here for the most part, right? So ever since... A little bit before kindergarten is when I came here. Uh, kind of grew up a sickly kid, so had asthma and ear infections all the time, and boils and stuff like that. So that kind of um, led into my health journey, but I didn't know it at that point, right? Um, you, I think you're the first Irishman I've ever met. Right here, <laughs> but um, my education, right? Uh, UOG Health Science uh, concentration in public health. My minors in psychology. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach. I'm also internationally certified to do health coaching. I am currently a grad school student, and my master's is in human nutrition and functional medicine. So right now, I am currently just swimming in the research, and yeah, seeing clients as Dr. Wen sends them my way, and working just to get people healthier on Guam, you know, in, in terms of all this sort of lifestyle stuff that contributes to health. Okay. We, uh, Josh and I, along with uh, Dr. Wen, we uh, started this program for- Diet Beat It. Yeah, the Diet Beat It program. And, you know, it's focused on, because we have a high population of people that struggle and um, that have to deal with diabetes on Guam. And so we wanted to do something to kind of attack that. And the approach that we've kind of taken is uh, for a long time when I was doing a lot of uh, nutrition education, right, for, for diabetes uh, patients, um, the focus has always been maintenance, right? How do you manage and how do you control your diabetes? And when I met Dr. Wen and started talking to him and talking to Josh, we were on the same field um, on, in the sense that we believe that you could reverse your diabetes and get the body healthier. And that made total sense to me. You know, you didn't have to just live with diabetes. You could do things. You could eat right. You could exercise and help your body to restore itself and to get better. Right. And just to be clear, right, um, once you reverse, you know, type 2 diabetes, which is reversible, that doesn't mean you can go back out there oh, and, yeah. you know, have Slurpees and, and you know, uh, Pepsi and Coke all day. Yeah. It's, it's a continual maintenance. Yeah. Right. So just, just to be clear on that. Yeah. But, um, but again, it's, it's um, changing the mindset, right? Changing oh, yeah. the mindset that, hey, you, you're dealing with diabetes, but you could, you know, you could get a lot better. You don't have to just live with it and, and, you know, for the rest of your life, you could reverse it and live and have a better, you know, outlook on life. Right. Truly. truly. How has, um, how's that been going though so far with the, with the program that we've been, I think we're in like three months plus with some yeah. of our, our customers? 
So, I mean, you and I have seen some pretty mm-hmm. drastic stuff, yeah. uh, big dramatic weight loss, uh, just, you know, overall boost in energy, people sleeping better. Uh, and our approach is unique, right? So you're handling the food stuff, right? So we've given you sort of a guideline to follow and you're following it pretty easily, right? And I just like to commend you for a second for, for doing that, right? Because that's a huge obstacle for people, right? This whole food thing, right? Um, but yeah, pe- people are getting better, right? Just following the food thing and then they come in and they, they get health coaching from me. And you so, guys look at their, their lab numbers and all that stuff, right? Well, I'm just doing sort of just basic biometric stuff, right? So, I mean, if you come and come into our medically supervised weight loss program, a different story, right? Dr. Wen is taking labs, right? Uh, doing physical exam and, you know, based on that sort of writing the labs, right? What, what kind of labs are we going to order and how are we going to address this? But with, with the program that we have, it's a little bit more scaled back, if you will, right? So I'm just taking anthropometric measurements, uh, blood glucose, blood pressure, which have huge implications, right? Um, those things can tell you whether or not you're at risk for, you know, stroke, heart disease, and development of diabetes, which is associated with so many complications, right? So we, we've had a bunch of customers and like, like Josh has said, some of them have had drastic weight loss, you know, that, that's really good. Um, some of them have even come back to us saying that their glucose is down a lot. Uh, A1C numbers are down. Um, and a lot of the, the people, uh, when they complete the program, the ones that have completed it, continue to stay on the program because they, they just like it and it's easy for them, Right. Well, you make it easy for them. Well, we, we, it's a team effort. It's a team effort here. But um, so with, with that, right, uh, besides just diabetes, right, and the issue that surrounds diabetes, there's a lot of other things that kind of plague the community on Guam, right? And one of the things that I've been reading up on and, and hearing about more now, more than ever, I think, um, metabolic syndrome, right? Can you explain what that is and kind of what happens? Um, so metabolic syndrome, uh, it's kind of vague, right? So syndrome means sort of a, a cluster of signs or symptoms. And metabolism, right, is sort of a vague, generic word for uh, all of the chemistry that happens in your body, right? And of How course, your body a lot breaks of this, down everything mm-hmm, and puts them and, in certain, certain areas. And it's, it's real broad, yeah. right? So. Um, and that pertains to food and how you use your body and how you're exercising and, and uh, utilizing sort of the calories that are coming in and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, metabolic syndrome, uh, the sort of classic signs and symptoms are high blood pressure, high blood sugar, um, higher BMI, specifically in the, in the waist, mm-hmm. um, and sort of dyslipidemia, where you have uh, imbalance in your your lipid panel, right? So maybe you have high LDL cholesterol, or you have high triglycerides, or something like that. So high blood pressure. Uh, you have uh, overweight, assuming. Um, you have excess fat around the the waist belly area, mm-hmm. visceral um, fat. And what's the, the what was the other sign that you said? Um, high blood sugar. High blood sugar. That, that's like almost 
That's a lot of people here. Yep. Right? How has, is that like, do you diagnose people as having metabolic syndrome? Well, I don't personally. So, I mean, I mean, uh, do, well, doctors you, do. Yeah. Doctors do okay. based on, I think it's if you have three or four out of five of those symptoms, right? Something like that, right? And um, maybe a doctor went on to talk a little bit more about that. But the interesting thing is, is those are typical things that happen, right? According to our environmental exposure, right? We're more or less exposed to a lot of the same foods and, you know, uh, plastics and just all this environmental chemicals and things that have come about in our new modern world. And our bodies are dealing with it and the one of the ways that they deal with it is you know producing signs and symptoms that are consistent with metabolic syndrome do so what are the the implications like somebody somebody comes in and say hey i think i have metabolic syndrome like what what kind of issues are they facing what kind of things does that lead to well it increases your risk for stroke um for full-blown diabetes um just your quality of life is, is going to start to plummet, right? So this uh, can happen for stroke, you know, and that's the, one of the, the main causes for disability. Yeah. You know, so this can happen for, for people that are young too. Yeah. Well, we're starting to see, I mean, you know, people around my age, you know, I've had friends and classmates that have had strokes early in their life, younger than me. I'm 33, you know, so these problems are becoming more prevalent in younger ages yeah I, I think i remember i had a, a classmate he had a he had a he had heart attack or stroke he had a heart attack when he was like 30 you know that just blew my mind i was like man that's but i mean growing up with this kid you know he he always had bad health problems he was obese he i remember going to school and he the things that he ate weren't that good you know but you know never dawned on me like man it, things catch up fast to you you know mm-hmm. the health implications are crazy and there, there's some level of uh, genetic predisposition, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You might just be a little bit more likely to have blood sugar, you know, high blood sugar, uh, high cholesterol that could be running in your family. And that's just one way that maybe your genetics sort of deals with all of this environmental stuff, food being a huge one. You know, right? when people are, are looking at weight loss, right, and you're looking at metabolism, would you say that metabolic syndrome has a big part in whether or not people are able to to lose weight oh huge right so as we were saying earlier right if uh if there's something wrong with your metabolism and how you break down you know the calories that are coming into your body um you know one of those problems is storing it right instead of using it right so a lot of people will gain a lot of weight but then they'll be tired at the same time when they're eating energy right so it's like kind of like this huge mismatch right so getting that whole rhythm and the metabolism back in rhythm is one of the main things that we're trying to do i've i've found that i personally right when i when i was on a man was it last year i think last year i was on this this the self journey on trying to drop some weight and i was uh working with some friends who were looking at metabolism as the cause you know as as a way to really look at how you're you're eating to lose weight how you're eating to structure your exercise and, and so forth 
Um, but one of the things, like I've been, I've, I've done lots of diets. I've experimented with paleo, keto, uh, macros, all this stuff, right? right. Everything that goes on. And it's you better. And both, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 for me, it gave me a better sense of how my body reacts and how I feel under certain diets, what works, what doesn't work, um, what the good, what the bad is, um, and how to just structure plans to help people, right? Being, being very realistic. But going back to metabolism, I never thought that in order for me to efficiently lose weight, right? You think that, oh, okay, if I'm going to lose weight, I'm just going to eat low calorie. And I'm going to change the macronutrient content of what I'm eating. And that should work. Oh, and exercise. Exercise like a madman. And that right. should work. The good old, uh, you know, exercise more and oh, eat yeah. less, right? Calories out, uh, way more than calories in, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it, it never dawned on me that if I'm, if I'm struggling and I plateaued and for some reason I'm not losing the weight I want, it could be a factor of my metabolism just not being in the right place when I need to, right? And so that kind of just blew my mind. How, how does metabolic syndrome affect that? Like this, can, if you think that your metabolism is messed up, can you fix that? Uh, it's definitely fixable, right? The, the body has amazing capacity for healing itself, right? Uh, but we need to learn it and we need to, to figure some things out, right? We need to dive into the research and find out what's working for a lot of people, right? And then start applying to ourselves and see how that works yeah. for ourselves, right? There's a, there's a fair bit of self-experimentation in, involved, right? Um, hormones, right? So hormones kind of change everything. Right. It's one thing to think about just thermodynamics, calories in, calories out. It makes sense, you know, logically. But when you throw in hormones into the mix, now everything kind of just gets a little bit wacky, a little bit. Right. So um, regulating these hormones using food um, can give you the ability to bring yourself a little bit back into sync. Right. Carb cycling, how we how we do. Right. Uh, your oh man, we're gonna jump into that because that was something that after I talked to you about it, I did it and changed everything about the way I look at right, and it's carbs. directly targeting hormones yeah. and and just really circadian rhythm, right, and how people are rhythmic. You know, it's almost like a you know when you have your baby, right, and you you start to follow the rhythms of you know when baby eats and sleeps and things, right, and everybody's having a happy day. Yeah. But the baby's happy, you're happy. Right. But then when oh you miss a nap here, right? Or you know, you push lunch a little bit too far back, now now baby's upset, now everybody's unhappy, right? It's a similar thing happens to us as a, as adults, right? So creating some kind of rhythm, right, to to really balance out those hormones will give you the advantage to, to healing metabolic syndrome. And and just timing when you're taking in carbohydrates is a big way to adjust your homo- your hormones. Well, uh, cortisol and melatonin specifically, right? And um, a lot of other hormones kind of fall in line uh, after cortisol specifically, right? Um, most people know cortisol as your stress hormone, right? And um, yeah, uh, anytime you have a little bit of carbohydrates, you get a little bit of a, a bump in, in, in cortisol, right? So 
using, you know, carbohydrates as a tool, right? Provided healthy fats and adequate protein are, are there, right? You can begin to use carbohydrates as a tool to sort of bring your metabolism back into rhythm. And when you're in rhythm, then all of a sudden, when you go to sleep, you can burn off a lot of this fat, right? Because, you know, fat loss is not really happening during exercise, right? It's, you're losing it while you sleep. Yeah, it's after, it's after, at the end of the day. Well, there's, there's like, you know, biochemical breakdown that happens when you actually sleep and you actually breathe out a lot of this fat, you know, the um, for a long time, right? The the notion has been that you're if you're going to eat, if you're going to eat carbs, you eat it in the beginning of the day or the midday because you're still active, right? And you don't eat, you try not to eat carbs at night because you know that's the body's main source of energy. And if you're not burning it, then it's just being stored. So when we were talking about it, and you guys brought up carb cycling, I was like, okay, I was, I was reading up about carb cycling, but I never thought to cycle my carbs at night and just save it for dinner so that my so it, it does exactly what what you just said right how how do you how do you get people to kind of understand that concept that hey it, carbs are not bad and if you eat carbs at night you're not going to store it as fat well that's a tough one right because uh there's this notion that you eat carbs right especially white rice for some reason right it's been really uh demonized almost uh, on Guam, right? Oh, I'm staying away from white rice in my attempt to But I'm lose eating weight. white bread, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to lose right? weight. And that just goes to sort of a lot of the, you know, sort of miseducation around yeah. nutrition, right? And that's why we do our work, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, carbohydrates, using it as a tool, right? To really establish this rhythm, right? To regulate your hormones, right? Because hormones are powerful powerful things right that can change how you feel change how your body takes the sugar in your bloodstream then puts it into the cells for for energy right and if you're eating sort of problematic foods right and a lot of processed stuff and and mind you when we're talking about carb cycling we're we're talking about high quality carbohydrates here right um sort of moving past a lot of the fast food and processed foods and things in packages and just getting away from a lot of this uh, stuff that can last on the shelf for years and years, right? Because there's a lot of chemicals and things that also mess with your hormones, right? So if you're uh, trying to fix your hormones, it makes no sense to take in carbs, but the carbs that kind of mess everything else up, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? Where we are just kind of inundated with all of this stuff, right? So as we continue to learn about nutrition, right, and food and stuff like that, we, it's almost so restricting, right? Like, oh my God, I just learned this new thing and now I shouldn't have this, right? Right, so really, you know, embracing carbohydrates, right, as, okay, I can use this as a tool. I love carbs. We were sort of biologically made to like carbohydrates, you know, it sets off our pleasure centers in the brain, you know, so... But just using it strategically to to alter our hormones so that we can have the advantage in healing things like metabolic syndrome and diabetes and all the things that it's associated with. And I just want to just clarify, right, because there's a few definitions floating out there of what carb cycling is, right? Uh, 
our context is having a little bit of carbohydrates in the morning, a little bit more for lunch, and majority of it for dinner, but never really going beyond a whole cup of carbohydrates, right? And um, if you want to find out more, right, obviously, come down to Boca, come down to Nugen, and, and, uh, and, and inquire and, and learn from us. We're, we're really open to, to teaching and getting people healthier. Yeah. One, one of the things that I've um, been hearing a lot lately, um, customers coming in, uh, asking about our keto programs that we have, and they freak out when they're like, oh, you guys, you guys give carbs in your, in your keto plants. I'm like, well, yeah, because you're supposed to eat carbs. It's, it's the amount of carbs that we're looking at. Now, the, one of the misconceptions that I've heard about a lot is when people go keto, right? It's, um, it's zero carb and you shouldn't be eating any carbs. And um, that whole notion, what, what do you, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, well, just like I was saying earlier, right? And in, just in terms of studying sort of ketogenic diets and things like that, every sort of bit of literature or research will define it differently, right? So some, some will define it as lower than 20 grams of carbohydrates. Some will define it as, you know... 20%, uh, I mean, not 20%, 5% or yeah, whatever. right, yeah. and that, even that's even more problematic, right? So, okay, we're trying to establish the part within the whole, right? So what is the whole, right? So then, and, you know, some operational definitions are, you know, under 20 grams some are under 120 grams right so in general keeping it low right uh in the grand scheme of your whole diet uh, having adequate protein and a lot of your energy coming from high quality fats is what the ketogenic diet is about and getting a lot of you know non-starchy vegetables to really just fill in fill in the gaps of everything else Right, that is the main sentiment behind keto and the benefits that come from keto. Do you think keto gives uh, gives carbs a, a bad rap? It it kind of does. It kind of does. Um, and there's some truth to it because you know um, carbohydrates we we need to pay attention to because if we're having too much, um, but it's so accessible and it tastes so good. Well, and that's. I mean, we can talk about problem, that a little right? bit later, right? Now, that, now that's moving into uh, food politics, right? Yeah. And government subsidies, right? There's a reason why. Oh, yeah. That's there's not a reason we, why. We don't have enough time for that. There's a reason why Pepsi's a dollar and water's a dollar, right? Yeah. So, and right, the, Man, sugar, that, the sugar that's in those kinds of drinks is, is carbohydrates, yeah. essentially, right? So, you know, that, that never made sense to me. Like, uh, I remember in college, um, my professor was talking about uh, you know, the government programs and, and this and that. And I was like, why, if, if we have problems with diabetes on Guam and the, the application and the, the education we're giving people is, okay, change your source of carbohydrates to whole, whole grains, you're still eating a lot of carbohydrates. And that never made sense to me. And I was just like, uh, and I asked my professor, I'm like, why, why is that? Why are we telling people to eat so much carbohydrates? And she's like, well, that's just what the government says. That's what this, that's, and then she went into food politics and all that stuff. And it's just, it got, the conversation turned into a long discussion on what our beliefs are with food and how we have to take our beliefs and give that to other people. 
Yeah. And really just encouraging sort of self-experimentation. Right? Yeah. So as a health coach, that's one of my main things, right? It's like, okay, you don't have to do this diet forever, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just try it and we'll see how you feel yeah. at the end of this three months. And at the end of this three months, you, like most people, including myself, you're going to go astray every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but that's life. Yeah. And that's the fiesta table. Yeah. Come on. So... But every but, weekend. <laughs> but so once you sort of went through the three month program and you've established this new, you know, quality of life, right? Where you're feeling good, you got a lot of energy, maybe you dropped some weight, maybe you've seen some improvement in your your blood labs. When you go astray, now all of a sudden, oh shoot, I had this food, you know, whatever it might be. You you know the problematic foods that you might be eating. And now I'm not sleeping so good. Now I woke up and I feel kind of crappy, right? And so one of my main jobs is so to say, okay, so you ate that food and it made you feel that way, right? So really establishing those connections, right? And often, oftentimes eating a whole bunch of carbohydrates is really uh, zapping people's energy. And it's a weird sort of biochemical reaction, right? So... Um, when you when you eat a lot of carbohydrates, it actually suppresses your hormones that make you feel full, right? So this is this is the reason why people can eat a whole pizza, eat a whole bag of chips, overconsume anything. You're looking around like, oh, what's what's, what's next? next? What's yeah. next here, right? So being conscious about the quality of your carbohydrates, right? Uh, mostly complex, right? Uh, and here on Guam, we have the best, the best kind. Uh, breadfruit, tapioca, taro, dagu, awesome carbohydrates. But how many people eat that? Well, my mom does, right? Older Yappies lady, she, she eats that stuff. And I think that's a, the, that is one of our problems, though, on Guam, is that we have great sources of carbohydrates, nutrient-rich, wholesome carbohydrates, but it's not widely utilized. You know, and that that's it's not convenient enough, right? That too, yeah. And the truth is, is you're capitalizing on that, and, and people don't know okay. how to people don't know how to use it. Yeah, you know? true. It's true. It's crazy. It's man, like uh, it. It just blows my mind when I, I I used to do a lot of um nutrition education for lower income families, right? And I would go into their households, talk to them about the food that they're eating, and I would I'd ask them like, you know, what do you guys eat? And they're like tapioca breadfruit um, and i was like man we don't we don't even eat this stuff i mean mm-hmm. you guys are doing a great job this is we got to change some of the you know the canned products that you guys are relying on but you guys are eating good sources of food right you have no idea uh, yeah and that's um and that comes sort of back to the quality of your foods right uh, you know more often than not if you're getting food locally then you know, especially in our case, we're fortunate enough to have all of these kinds of carbohydrates, you know, growing on trees here. One uh, of the things you, you mentioned was um, about people kind of understanding, like you as a health coach, right? Your, your job is to help people understand how their body reacts when they eat certain things, right? Um, for my staff here, I like to put them on our meal plans so that they can kind of understand that same concept, what it does for them, how they can convey what they learned about food through their personal experience uh, to our customers. So I have one person who I put them on for like a, for four weeks, right. As a starter. And they're the basis for their plans are very 
paleo-ish, you know, very wholesome, unprocessed, uh, lots of fruits, lots of veggies, uh, controlled or, you know, balanced carbohydrate, fat, protein content. But on the third week, I have them, I say, okay, you can take one day and one meal to eat whatever you want for, you know, something that you've missed for the past three weeks. Oh, wow. And you have to tell me when you're going to eat it. You have to tell me what you're eating and then call me the next day. And every time they, they, go, they go ham on, you know, that one meal and they call me the next morning and they're like, oh man, I feel like crap. And I'm like, you have to, you have to remember that. You have to remember and be cognizant about how your body reacts when you put right. either too much food or you're putting the wrong types of food into your body. Because we get so numb to that, right? A lot of people eat so much processed food, their body just gets numb and they don't feel that anymore. Yeah, such an important lesson, right? right? From, your, from your ancient creature, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, I thought we had a good thing going. <laughs> What's going on, right? And, you know, there's, there's so many people, right? And this is part of the reason why I'm sure we do this work, right? Is a lot of people wake up in the morning and they feel crappy, right? And they throw their hands in there. I guess today's just going to be a crappy day, right? But my, my whole goal is to like say, okay, why is it crappy, right? Let's, let's figure this out. And the kind of health coaching that I do is, you know, food is huge. It's foundational, right? But there's also all of this other stuff happening around, right? Stress, spirituality, you know, exercise, how you're moving your body and, and, and ultimately purpose, right? Uh, that kind of makes or breaks somebody's health journey, right? What are you doing this all for? When you get your health back, what are you going to do with it? Right? And that's often a question that really takes people back, right? It's like, okay, they fill out their intake form and I see there, this is my goal weight, right? And in most cases, weight loss is, is going to be helpful, right? For a lot of the conditions that we see. And um, I say, okay, when you get to this goal weight, then what? What's next? And I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't thought this through, right? And, I just wanted to drop 15 pounds. Right, but then what is it all for, right? So I, I like to sort of think as, as health as the vehicle, right? And it's taking you where you want to go, right? So ultimately, you know, what do you want to stroll in? You know, you want to stroll in the Guam bomb or you want to stroll in, you know, whatever you're... Yeah. Your, no, I mean, you know, that, midlife that makes, crisis. That makes total is, sense. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I. One of the reasons I got I got into the into this career right was, I was in high school. My and I, I you know, growing up, I I've, I've seen my grandparents kind of struggle with their health. Um, Three fourths of them were di- diabetic. Uh, my grandfather got amputated a couple times, a few times. You know, wow. and his, his, I would say the la- last. 10 years of his life were just wasn't that good, you know? It, it just poor quality of life. And more than that, it was the burden on the rest of the family. My grandmother, the the children that had to to help him now, you know? And he hated his life. It looked like he hated his life. Everyone was like struggling to, you know, keep him keep him happy, but you know, I I looked at that and I was like, "Man, there has to be a way to not get people to that point." You know, and when you mention that 
in the morning you should be you, sh- you should be waking up feeling good but a lot of people don't wake up feeling good you know that that was for me that was the starting point and when i started learning about nutrition and changing my diet and i felt that instant when i woke up and i was like whoa what is this why do i have so much energy in the morning right and i kind of realized that it's just by changing my diet i can feel good throughout the day have energy all day and not feel crappy you know, that, that was mind-blowing to me. And I was like, there's something to this. Right? Amazing. Right? Right? Amazing. Right? And that's, that's why we do it, right? Because, and once, once I felt that, right? So, I mean, me personally, I kind of went down the sort of uh, post-high school on Guam, right? Where you, I got the restaurant job and, you know, there was a bar there. We had a, <laughs> you know, the shift drink and stuff yeah. like that. And you know, you end up going to the venue and then, you know, Linda's or King's after, you know, mm. vicious cycle. Good times, good times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, uh, really just getting a hold of the nutrition part for me really changed all of that. You know, uh, waking up feeling better and just wanting other people to experience that as well, right, is something I'm still getting used to as a health coach, you know, because some of my clients will say, you know, I, I feel great, you know, I'm feeling so good, I'm sleeping better, you know, and the implications of those things, just more energy and better sleep, right, is, you know, two typical common ones. The implications of those are massive, right? You don't want to know me on three hours of sleep. Yeah. Right? And that, that's probably and, true for most people. And that, that's, a, that's a whole different topic, but... I I know I was telling you this the last time we talked was like when I started paying attention to my sleep, oh my God, life got way better, a lot better just by, you know, making sleep a priority for myself. Yeah, huge. And that that comes back to how your metabolism is working, right? Uh, Your metabolism is going to determine how well you sleep, right? How much sugars in your blood is going to determine that as well and how that affects all of your other hormones will determine the quality of sleep, right? Uh, not just the duration. The quality, the quality, yeah. Quality is a big thing. You know, some people will sleep all night and they still wake up feeling tired, which is unfortunate. As, as a health coach, right? What if there were, because we're like coming up to, to our time limit, but sure. as a health coach, if there were a few, if there were a few things that you could tell people to kind of, tackle within their lives to fix their metabolism or to fix their health what would those top few things be uh hmm, let's see figure out why you want to do it what's your grand purpose right what is that what did you want to be when you're a little kid right what are your dreams and aspirations uh what do you want your life to amount to because once that's clear in your vision then all of the sort of trivial nutritional choices and whatever decisions that you need to make on a day-to-day basis, if they're not in line with that vision that you have, then you don't do it because your vision is clear, right? Your purpose is clear and it just makes all of the little day-to-day decisions so much easier, especially in terms of nutrition, right? Which is obviously a big one for me, right? Um, Getting your nutrition as close to as nature intended it to be is huge, right? Controlling your blood sugar, 
is is probably the the next one. one probably one of the most important parameters that you need to keep track of right and i always sort of oversimplify to some of my clients right and i say hey you know when you go into the store and you see that tomorrow punch right and it's it's just syrup right you need to dilute that right think about how your organs have to process syrupy blood right and how the sort of syrupy blood what it's going to do to small vessels in your body right for example your the, the blood vessels in your eyes right is they're super small if 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 sort of a really syrupy blood needs to go through it it's going to damage it right if it goes down to the feet that syrup's going to be hard to pump back up right so i think those are sort of my big ones right what's your purpose figure that out decide on it don't just wait for it to float around and knock you in the head you you have a decision to make uh sooner you make it the better right if it's the wrong one you can course correct later stay focused right? on your goal uh getting your nu- nutrition as close to nature intended as possible right eat how your great great grandmother ate right it's kind of a good strategy to go bo- go about it and um be mindful of your blood sugars right and that's directly related to carbohydrates and metabolism right awesome so if um you know i really i really really like this health coaching stuff because it it gives people kind of like a personal trainer right but more on a health um yeah more of a health and life aspect right oh yeah um, definitely integrative right so yeah, yeah uh, more than just fitness yeah, yeah, it's a lot of mental work, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of attachments that people have in and around food, right? Oh, yeah. it's sad. Oh, and, man, that, that just brings know, up and, another whew. topic on like um, food psychology and how that affects everything. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But if people sure. wanted to get a hold of you and to work more with you to kind of understand more about themselves and how to get themselves healthier, how can they reach you? Uh, sure. Uh, they can inquire at New Gen Physical Therapy and Wellness. We are. You guys just moved, huh? We just moved. So we're at the, our two mooning location, which is just right next to the old Greyhound. It's actually in uh, Dr. Shea's old clinic. So we moved into his, his old clinic. And you um, can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, just, you know. You can type my name into to Google and <laughs> and you know you know everybody knows their their ways of of finding those resources you know it's a it's a matter of uh, applying the resources that that we have that's what's really important right knowing's not enough right cool I wouldn't have a job right if that <laughs> yeah. were true right. so um okay well it was it was great talking to you thanks for coming on our podcast um. To hear more, I man, we're gonna we're gonna call you back because there's like when you were talking, there's a whole bunch of other things that I was like, oh, I got we got to talk about this, we got to talk about that. So right. we'll get oh, you yeah. back on on other episodes. But thanks for joining us today. Um, if you want to hear more of um, Josh and myself or some of the other uh, people that I have on, want to learn more about health, nutrition, wellness, fitness, and kind of what works for them and what works for us, please check us out on the Boca on Boca Talks. Um, as always, you can find me here at Boca Box and Aganya, um, and listen to us, follow us on the KOM Podcast Network, and we'll get back to you uh, next week with another episode. And until then, adios. Just.